0: So
1: bored. You need to walk the other way. I'll
0: I tell, tell you. What.
1: Hello, and welcome to Women Leading in Cannabis. I'm your host, Kira Reid. Thank you for joining us. Our guest today is Katherine Blackwell, co-founder and CEO of Open Door Dispensaries, a national cannabis retailer franchise headquartered in Scottsdale, Arizona. Welcome to the show, Katherine.
0: Uh, thank you for having me.
1: With over three decades of experience in the quick service restaurant sector, Catherine has built a successful reputation for elevating brands through effective e-commerce development, product innovation, and strategic communications. Her background in the franchise consumer food industry provided a strong foundation for her to transition into the cannabis space. Since establishing Open Door Dispensaries in 2020, Catherine has integrated proven franchise strategies and merchandising practices into the dispensary brand to deliver a modern aesthetic and transform the consumer experience. Prior to entering the cannabis market, Catherine co-founded international franchisor Kahala Corporation, which owned more than 12 brands, among them Cold Stone Creamery, Taco Time, Samurai's Sam, and others, with more than 3,500 locations operating in 23 countries. Wow, what an impressive career, Catherine. (laughs)
0: Oh, thank you. It was uh, a a lot of work, but uh, so much to be proud of.
1: Uh, Indeed. And with such a strong background in the corporate world, how did you get involved in the cannabis industry and why?
0: You know, it was really just by seeing the need for some of those very basic and traditional franchise benefits in the, the cannabis industry. Um, I was looking for a dispensary when I was up in Washington state and really just Googled, uh, marijuana dispensaries and, um, was surprised at the, the diverse types of locations that showed up. I had no idea what I was going to be walking into or what kind of service I was going to get or the quality of products I was, I was going to, to see on the shelves. So it just sparked the idea. This is what I've done for 30 years. I've created brands and created an experience that consumers could rely on and thought that the cannabis industry would benefit from from that kind of a platform.
1: And what was your relationship with cannabis before you made a move to the industry?
0: So I'm not a general consumer of cannabis, but I see the need for so many people to find the products that they need in a welcoming environment and with the knowledge by the staff to help them find the products that they need. If we can help people get off of any of those prescription medicines that they are taking consistently and that are addictive and harming their lives, I I think that is what I'm trying to do. I want to help people find the products that they need and in a safe environment, in a welcoming environment, in a true retail environment where they can feel really good about uh, about shopping for the products and knowing that they're going to get the right direction that they need. That's really um, my, my goal in coming into the cannabis industry with all of the experience and um, uh, th- that I've had in franchising.
1: So you're working in the retail sector of the industry and your entry into it is retail. And I find it really interesting when retail is the entry point because you have to learn everything about the entire supply chain. When you're growing, you don't necessarily have to understand retail other than how you get it to the retailer. But the retailer has to understand cultivation to some degree. They have to understand manufacturing and testing and transportation and distribution. What has surprised you most about the industry as you have learned all of this about the supply chain and where do you see the most opportunity for growth?
0: Well, I definitely see the re- the, the opportunity for growth in the retail sector. There are some phenomenal growers out there and, and great suppliers. And it's really about the quality testing. And, and that's where I'm relying on my partner, Chelsea Mulligan, um, who's spent 10 years in the industry, not only in the retail dispensary side, but um, she is a, a regular consumer for medical issues, um, and she knows the quality to look for. And, and with some of the testing that's coming on board, I think that's another huge opportunity for the industry in testing facilities and um, making that more accessible to some of these um, to these growers.
1: As you've gotten involved in this industry, what has surprised you the most? What did you... You know, because you're coming from an an arena where, you know, you can maybe, maybe cereal, maybe tacos are are a little different than ice cream. It's pretty much the same, right? But cannabis is so different. So coming into this, what is just like, whoa, I did not expect that.
0: You know how fast the regulations change. I think that was the biggest surprise to me, um to your point, in ice cream and tacos, the health departments, um we know what to expect, and we know what what's coming down the pipeline, and it could take years. Um, and in the franchising industry as well. you know they're there it's evolving, but but not as quick as a pace as the cannabis industry. Things are changing so rapidly, and and the industry is maturing so quickly that uh, it, it's, it's difficult to keep up. Um, but there are so many great resources out there that uh, can, that that are helping lead, you know, being able to keep up on on those, uh, those changes. And that's one of the things that we are priding ourselves on, on being able to provide to our franchisees, is keeping up on those regulations on a state by state basis, so that they don't have to um, worry about it as much. Obviously, they will be responsible for maintaining the staying in compliance, um, with their local regulations. But boy, just having somebody, um, to be able to help you keep up on those is, is going to be invaluable. Um, but boy, it's changing fast.
1: (laughs) So tell us about franchising and what role open door is going to play in franchising in cannabis.
0: So Open Door Dispensaries is offering a turnkey solution to dispensary operations. Um, And really what we mean by that is uh, if you have a license and you're ready to open your dispensary, we've got your architectural plans, we've got a security company, vetted vendors uh, across the board for security at POS, but most of all the support through that compliance that we were just discussing and the day-to-day operations cash management controls, inventory controls, which are so important um, to the bottom line. So the franchise opportunity really franchising in general, I mean, its core function and benefit is to allow an entrepreneur to come into an industry that they may not have ever been into, whether it's restaurants, janitorial services, um, or, or cannabis, and have the confidence to be able to navigate the industry open their doors, know that they've got the support and know that they're in compliance, especially in cannabis and and be able to succeed in running their own business.
1: I have a client that has, she's got an ERP system and one of her thought leadership messages is that cannabis is driving innovation in sectors where in other industries it has not. So for instance, with an ERP system, because of the complexity of a cannabis business, you can't just take it from another industry and adapt it to cannabis. So you have to innovate, right? Where do you see the innovation opportunity around franchising in cannabis?
0: Gosh, the first thing that comes to mind is the POS systems. There's a lot of great platforms out there, but just being so unique in Uh, The cannabis industry just being so unique with a POS system and having to track uh, medical patients, but also being so highly regulated in bringing on those new customers and signing them on onto a POS system. Uh, That and uh, POS and also in the marketing sector, um, I think we're going to see even more changes in regulations around marketing and how we can market and where we can market. Um, that's going to be really interesting to see, uh, not just in the text messaging and email platforms, but in in other app type based platforms.
1: Mm. Interesting. So, what is it like being a woman in the food service industry? Is it heavily male dominated? Did you have to work twice as hard to get where you're going? And how does that compare with being a woman in the cannabis industry?
0: So in the restaurant industry, yes, I was a very male-dominated. I, I think I had the luxury of uh, being in a founder seat. So I, I had the opportunity to really support more women um, as they were growing in the industry and trying to progress their their careers and advance their careers. Um, and I, I loved working with the entrepreneurs, and I think that was my my biggest um joy of working through the restaurant industry. In the cannabis industry, I'm quite honestly, I'm hoping to do the same thing. I want to support women. I think women are are definitely underrepresented in the cannabis industry, but I believe that that is changing. There are so many amazing women that I'm getting connected with in the industry that are are changing the dynamic, and I I really wholeheartedly support them, and I'm looking forward to, to getting even more involved with Empowering Women in Cannabis.
1: Fantastic. Tell me a little bit more about how your company is working to ensure that women and minorities are given an opportunity to work and grow within your company and as franchise holders.
0: So within our company, it's really been interesting. So Chelsea, my partner and I, um, obviously female founders, did not seek out a female fa- um, partner. Just It just happened dynamically. Um, and organically, we sought out uh, the best architect uh, to help us put together the the floor plans and and our design aesthetic. She just happened to be female. We sought out some of the the, the top notch um, accounting firm, just happened to be female founders. So it's really happened organically, but. It's It's been really interesting that we're building our company with these strong women. And as a company, we're supporting um, here at Arizona, especially, but we're supporting other um, women in cannabis, women entrepreneurs in cannabis who are growing their businesses. Um, there's a couple of organizations here in the Valley um, and one that's named Blunt Brunch uh, that gets female executives together. Uh, on a semi-monthly basis for executive roundtables and just plain social events to get women uh, supporting each other and and build that camaraderie. And it's really been interesting. Um, So on a side note, that's maybe something that you should pursue as well because they're amazing, strong women. As for our franchisees, um, we're supporting wholeheartedly the social equity initiatives that are going on in multiple states. Uh, We're offering a discount to... Our social equity franchisees, 50% of the initial franchise fee, and offering some, you know, all the additional contacts that come from being a franchisee in our system, but especially to those women and those women uh, vendors and contacts that we have.
1: That's really impressive. And how did you come to the conclusion to do a 50% off for social equity?
0: Well, we realized that the social equity applicants and license holders um, would most likely not have the type of business experience uh, that may help them be successful with their with operating their dispensary. And that's what we do. That's what we're here for, is to help them be successful. So we wanted to offer them the opportunity to uh, join the organization as a franchisee and um, put the funds that they have available towards actually opening their location and hiring the right people.
1: I really commend you on that. How do you think this is going to change your bottom line with a focus on women and social equity?
0: Quite honestly, I think it's going to support our bottom line. Women are going to just be, I, I believe women are going to be um, leaders in the cannabis industry, even more so than they are today. And I think maybe as an underground effort, women are really leading this industry. I think it's gonna help us. I, I think it will just help us solidify our position as, as franchisors and as operators and helping franchisees um, and dispensary operators navigate the complexity of this industry.
1: What are some misconceptions that people have about franchising. And and I think what I'm looking for here is a lot of people say, you know, Hey, yeah, I want to start a franchise around my dispensary. What does that proposition really look like? What are the things that, that are misunderstood about it? And why should somebody consider buying into your franchise or someone else's franchise as opposed to starting a business and then building a franchise around it?
0: Well, it's it's the speed to market. Quite honestly, when you, if you're considering um, doing it on your own versus uh, getting involved with an organization like ours with Open Door Dispensary, you know, on your own, it's 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 a learning curve. I mean, everything in cannabis is a is a huge learning curve. But you're still talking about a a retail business. Now, you there are license holders that have a lot of experience in in um, the growing aspect or possibly even into creating products, but the retail operation is still a completely different business. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, inventory controls alone could kill you. Cash controls, cash management, um, employee management. Um, so, getting into a franchise really helps. It provides the the, the game plan. You ha- you have a complete playbook mm-hmm. on all of the standard operating procedures. Um, I mentioned we uh, the the vendors that have already been vetted for their experience in the industry and the services that they provide and and even down to costs and sometimes even the contract negotiations on the what those cost discounts could be as part of an organization.
1: So if I'm starting a dispensary and I have you know a, a, a set amount of money, if I invest in that franchise, will that get me as far or further than using that money to try and figure things out on my own. Meaning, I have enough money, and I think I can buy product. I can hire people. You know, is the franchise cost on top of all of that? Or does the franchise cost incorporate setting all of those things
0: up? Well, the franchise cost the way that we've outlined it in our franchise disclosure document would include all of that. Um, there is an initial franchise fee, but really where you're saving the time and the money, the money is being put towards execution. It's not being put towards planning or um, trying to figure it out, you know, going g- going through the process. The funds that you have available are going towards execution.
1: Interesting.
0: Is that where, is that where you were going with that question?
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, you know, I've been around for a, a while now and I... I tried to get a dispensary license myself many years ago and there were, there are lots of you know new ideas going around because it's, it's a brand new industry and listening to you today, I realize that I even have had a lot of misconceptions about the franchise opportunity. And I've always thought that it was the buying into the franchise was just a fee on top of everything else. So it's good to get some clarity on what that actually looks like.
0: Well, the initial franchise fee is on top of the cost to actually open the dispensary and and build out the dispensary, um, but that is saving you so much more time, if that makes sense, and saving you so much more legwork. So that the fee is separate, but you're not paying someone to go do all of that legwork, which would probably take three times as long. Uh, and and the the value of being especially in some of these new regulated states, speed to market is going to be everything.
1: Yes. Speed to market in a safe and compliant way, because here in California, you know, we've seen multiple extinction events. And I think a lot of women who don't have the support of a bigger network, um, either don't know what they need to know to prevent themselves from being shut down, or they get overwhelmed and don't have the support that they need. And it sounds like a franchise would be uh, a safer bet just in terms of being able to maintain your business through the very uncertain times ahead, especially in newer states as regulations change, as you said earlier in this conversation, it it, it feels like once a month. Right.
0: Right. Right, and and to your point about the ongoing support, and and with re, especially in this in the sight of all of these changing regulations, is part of being part of the franchise is having our team members go in and help you go through a mock uh, inspection. So we're actually going through the dispensary with you, almost as if it were an inspection, to help point out some areas that you could be charged with uh, going forward or cited for in in the future. So trying to catch these things in the bud, you know, before they, no pun intended, but trying to catch these things before they actually cause a problem. Mm -hmm.
1: I just think that that is is such an invaluable uh, set of support to have for a regulated business owner. Uh, will you be branching out into other areas of the supply chain or are you going to focus solely on franchising dispensaries?
0: You know, right now we're focused on the dispensary and retail model. Um, we feel that is the, the the place that we can be the most effective and the most helpful um, for license holders. Uh, not ruling any future endeavors out, but this is where um, we want to focus our attention and energy right now.
1: What are you most excited about for open door dispensaries in 2022?
0: Oh, gosh. Um, besides getting multiple locations open in multiple states, um, really building out our educational platform. Um, we're working with a uh, some, some online schools um, to be able to provide our franchisees and all of their staff members with some online courses that will help them just stay abreast of all of the the new discoveries that are being made about marijuana in general and and the ailments that it can help alleviate
1: what are you most excited about legalization and what concerns you the most
0: I think for me they would be one and the same and that's this the the banking laws uh, we just need some safe banking too many dispensaries are really opening themselves up to really just danger uh, with so much cash on hand we, we need we need the federal banking to, to get on board.
1: Agreed. Absolutely. All right. Where can women find out more about
0: you and open door? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn. Feel free to reach out. Um, again, I'm, uh, I'm more than supportive of all women in cannabis. Uh, so LinkedIn is a great spot, or you can find out about open door dispensaries at opendoordispensaries.com And that's one O D O R. Um, we'd love to hear from you.
1: Awesome. Before we go, is there anything else that you want us to know about Open Door Dispensaries?
0: So we are launching our franchise efforts in um, the the southern um, mid-states, but are open to other opportunities up in New Jersey and New York. Uh, So contact us and we would love to talk to you about uh, where your interest lies.
1: Thank you so much, Catherine, for sharing your time and wisdom with us today. Ladies, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't yet joined the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, go to our brand new membership site at weicwomen.com. There you'll find lots of information on our new memberships for women working in cannabis. You can also find us on Clubhouse as WEIC, where we host AMA rooms with investors and recruiters and monthly open mics to introduce yourself to the community. WEIC is a community that provides resources, connections, events, and content to women working in cannabis in the U.S., Canada, and around the world where there's an interest in cannabis legalization. We welcome women who are currently working in cannabis or curious about taking a leap into the industry. Consider becoming a WEIC woman member or WEIC business member for benefits and access across the network. And join us again for another conversation with Women Leading in Cannabis. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of cannabis podcasters right here on Pod X and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.